What follows is a conversation with my friend, the Transhumanist Cult Awareness Network. We talk about power, control, Gnosticism, Saturn worship, and transhumanism. I hope you enjoy it. And I think it has to do with Saturn worship and that they're satanic Gnostics and they have an overall larger goal, which is to destroy the earth and alter humanity and put us into some kind of new system. Maybe new age is how they would uh, describe it. And that's why I'm skeptical of the term new age. Uh, okay, I'm really excited because I have uh, one of my <laughs> old internet friends, uh, the Transhumanist Cult Awareness Network, uh, on to talk about Gnosticism. So what inspired you to want to talk about the different types of Gnosticism today? So just delving into different truth or topics, um, even before the lockdowns and stuff, I started reading about this stuff. And um, I think it's totally related to everything that's going on now, like the predictive programming you see in media and um, just the people who rule our world basically are satanic Gnostics. And um, you can even see on the screen here, my little avatar is literally a Google logo of a pizza and a Saturn cube in the shape of <laughs> a pizza cutter. And I'm like, what reason is there to make the pizza cutter look like a freaking cube? None, zero. So, <laughs> Um, the cube thing is related to Saturn worship. And uh, so it just got me really interested in the topic of, well, I was already interested in Gnosticism, but then I started delving into the satanic Gnosticism. And I was like, this is a whole rabbit, rabbit hole right here. This is really crazy stuff. And um, I started talking about it on my live streams and then my uh, channel started getting targeted by bots right mm -hmm. after that. And so I think um, probably no nobody was getting notifications about my live streams anymore because before I would get like 10 to 20 people showing up on any given day and um, suddenly like maybe two people were showing up and it was just inundated with bots. So I think that once somebody... Um, gets on to certain topics and starts divulging too much on their channel they start mm -hmm. getting targeted by the ai on youtube so yeah i've seen it myself for sure and mm -hmm. it's like a, a range of topics but yeah definitely the the topics that you're not supposed to talk about um yep. uh one of them of course the reason we sort of came together being like transgenderism or mm -hmm. transhumanism um and yeah, and the satanic Gnosticism is very much related to why transhumanism and transgenderism are being promoted so heavily by the ruling elite, and because it's part of their religion. It's not just like, oh, the world hates women. Like, that's part of it. Like, misogyny is definitely part of it, but I think that the misogyny is integral to their religion, and nobody mm -hmm. really talks about that. They think it's just like identity politics. Um, but it actually goes back to their hermetic religion. Can you explain that a little bit more? So um, I'm not, I want to preface this by saying I'm not an expert by any means on religious studies or anything mm -hmm. like that. Um, it's just something I take like a passing interest in. 
And so, you know, if I say something that's like verifiably incorrect, feel free to like anybody leave a comment. Yeah, for sure. We're, we're not experts. And in fact, I think anyone that yeah. claims to like know with a capital K is full of crap anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, so ironically, the whole thing about Gnosticism is, you know, the ancient Gnostics were um, various different mystery schools, one of them being Christianity. And um, the first Christians were Gnostics. Um, I don't think Gnosticism itself is evil. Gnosticism just means know thyself. It's, it's having to do with um, inner knowledge and understanding like who are you as a spiritual being. And um, so the Christian Gnostics, they believed uh, that we all have an inner divine spark from God, which I agree with. And if that, you know, if God is real, I would say that's true. Um, then, um, you know, the priority of the Gnostic mystery schools was um, the search for knowledge and the eradication of ignorance. Mm -hmm. So um, Christianity has uh, very much diverged from that. Um, mainstream Christianity, the main point is um, you must be saved and basically to keep you in ignorance, I would say, but um, a lot of the information from, you know, the very first Christian Gnostic schools has been uh, erased by the Catholic Church. And oh yeah, uh, I would say, like, they definitely are not interested in spreading knowledge, you know. And we're being yeah. really specific. We're talking about what we would say is satanic Gnosticism. Yeah. So so we should go back and say, what is satanic Gnosticism? Like, what does that mean to you? There's different schools of that as well, different mystery schools. Um, mm -hmm. But I would say ultimately, if you really, really dig deep, they all kind of go back to the same deity, which is Kronos, the god Saturn. And um, even if like they say like, oh, we worship Baphomet, because there are some Satanists who say that. There are some Satanists who say they're atheists. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't think they are. I, th I think that's a lie, <laughs> to be honest. But um, Well, it doesn't make any sense because it's sort yeah. of in direct opposition to mm -hmm. uh, Christianity, let's say, the pop culture Satanism, right? Like, Well, mm. here's the thing is, uh, if every single Satanist you see <laughs> is promoting spirituality, how are they an atheist is my question. Right. They, they, they obviously believe in gods of some kind or that there's a spiritual element to the universe. Mm -hmm. So how can they define themselves as like materialist atheists? They can't. It's just contradictory. But um, it always seems they speak in like contradictions anyway. Mm -hmm. They never tell the whole truth or. Mm -hmm. So the satanic Gnosticists. Um, there's a lot of predictive programming in most media. That's what really got me interested in the topic is like, why do you see the black cube everywhere? It's literally everywhere. And, and the black and white duality. Mm -hmm. So the dualism is part of um, the, a lot of these Gnostic mystery schools is like, there's this interest in, in dualism for some reason. And um you see that in like the Freemason stuff, the Illuminati. The checkerboard. Yep. Free, 
Freemasonic yeah. tracing boards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's these cubes everywhere in music videos and the checkerboard is everywhere in music videos and um their numerology is everywhere the hermetic numerology so the reason that um i bring up the hermeticism thing is because um their god is a hermaphrodite first of all and they believe that gender is a type of alchemy mm -hmm. so if you read the kybalion which is one of their texts um it's a pretty short book so you could get through it in a day probably but uh, there's like two or three chapters on gender and why they view like changing your gender or being androgynous, like non-binary, for instance. That's why it's related <laughs> to genderism. Um, they view those things as like a type of alchemy because they view gender as like energies, right? So yes, masculine and feminine energy. Yes, divine, masculine, and divine feminine. And they are not conceptualized in the same way that feminists conceptualize them. So feminists conceptualize uh, radical feminists anyway conceptualize gender as a caste system or a hierarchy that is imposed on us from birth or even before birth when the second our sex is known these genders uh are imposed on us this caste system that doesn't mean that you're non-binary or you don't have a sex at birth and you're assigned your right sex, like transgenderists claim um these no, it just means that you get sex role stereotypes pushed on you depending right. on which sex you're born. Yep. So feminists conceptualize it as, like you say, sexual stereotypes. Hermeticists don't view it that way. They view it as you have a gendered soul. Right. Which is why transgenderists seem to be promoting this. And I thought it was so weird because you would see people like Zinnia Jones, who was an atheist skeptic on YouTube at one point, suddenly out of nowhere became transgender and his entire channel is about him being a woman and stuff like that and it's like but you were an atheist how can you believe things like that you have an innate gender and just ridiculous claims like that you know and so um it just really got me even years ago before i you know started delving into spirituality and stuff is i just thought it was the weirdest contradiction and <laughs> yes it's like even when i was like a materialist marxist i was just like why are these atheists so fucking dumb you know <laughs> but um yeah it's totally opposed to what you would think a materialist yeah. analysis would deal with yeah. which is not a soul <laughs> yeah. or so then you see yeah. people like um natalie win i guess he goes by natalie win now his name was nick contra contra points yes he um he literally says in one of his videos that he has a gendered soul and that was when i knew that something was fucking up like this <laughs> this is some weird stuff <laughs> so yeah um and so yeah so their gender stuff infiltrates everything in media even before transgenderism became big you would see things like gender bending like with david bowie and mark bolin and um you know just like a lot of the new wave and goth movements um in music is just a lot of gender bending androgynous stuff and personally i'm not against that i, I think like you know just dress however you want it, it doesn't change your sex like it's just a form of personal expression you know 
Right. But um, now it's been conflated. It used to be like you could dress however you want, and now it's slowly transitioned to how you dress and, uh, and identify determines what you are. It's yeah. not an expression of who you are. It determines what you are. Simultaneously, they're also saying it's an expression of who you are. It's really weird. So I guess they're trying to sort of emulate the divine androgyne. Yes, um, the divine androgyne. And I learned a lot about this from various YouTubers. And then I started reading about it myself. And um, so I found out through this book called... Um, the cult of the black cube a saturnian grimoire i started reading it on my live stream and that's when my channel started getting targeted by bots but um mm. apparently the god saturn i did not know this is a hermaphrodite and right. so and apparently a lot of these greek gods are hermaphrodites i didn't know that because how they're portrayed in media is always like male or female you know so no and they're constantly eating each other yeah they're constantly <laughs> castrating or yeah. like yeah it's i mean if you study old uh mythology and you actually study it it's terrifying it's mm -hmm. <laughs> it's horrifying stuff and then they try to claim nowadays like oh it's all just metaphor and i'm just like no i think that's really how they thought of their gods you know mm -hmm. it's so saturn is like a god of harvest and reaping and um life and death it, basically the god the grim reaper is based on the god chronos so mm -hmm. um when you see like an image of the grim reaper with his scythe the scythe is a symbol of saturn and um yeah just you realize like all of this stuff is everywhere it's infiltrated everything and it makes you wonder how long it's been around because apparently it goes even further back than just greek and roman civilization this god is like in many the same god is in many 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 different civilizations all over the world yeah and i guess just back really quickly to like the black cube so the black everywhere cube is, the black cube is the 3d representation of the tesseract which is i guess that is what saturn is and um i've seen various interpretations about it but you know like for instance if you look at the planet saturn pictures of it there is literally a cube on it with a portal in the middle of it and um i when somebody told me this i was like no <laughs> what and so because i took astronomy they never talked about it once and um so i went and googled it and i was like oh my god there is a freaking cube on the actual planet saturn it's two-dimensional it's a two-dimensional representation of a three-dimensional cube mm -hmm. and um and i was like okay, this is really strange. Why would something like this be on a gas giant, <laughs> right? Don't they and they say have, it's a storm or something? Yeah, they say it's a storm, but it's like, come on. <laughs> really? <laughs> and how would like ancient cultures right. sort of be able to represent Saturn this way? Yeah, so and, here's my and question. Not, mm. Here's my question. If Saturn is so many millions of miles away from the sun and from Earth, right? 
and we had no ability to see it back then be, except for maybe it was like a point of light that was moving slowly um how does anybody know that the cube is associated with saturn thousands of years before a telescope is invented well there's lots of uh people that have theories about that but yeah. i feel so, like we would get off topic if we went you know into the sort of yeah belief so of like goes, the manipulated goes, timelines and things like this um yeah it, it's a whole rabbit hole but awesome. anyway um <laughs> like the the cube some people think it might actually represent the fact that we're in a simulation because apparently saturn is the god of technological advancement and authoritarianism so and it's also i think why you see certain numbers everywhere like mm -hmm. i don't think it's just an accident personally um i'm not sure i'm sold on the whole simulation theory thing i think that it's interesting but so there's different schools of gnosticism that have different uh takes on that so some of them think that you know it's more it goes back more to gaia worship is like the earth is like a goddess named mm -hmm. sophia in material form called gaia and um, at one point, the entire earth was like in harmony, and then it became corrupted by this demiurge god, which mm -hmm. some people think might be Saturn, or there's a bunch of different uh, names for it. Like some people think it might be Yahweh. Nobody really yeah, it's knows. It's really like who depends on who you're talking to, for sure. Yeah. So, and that this uh, god is like bent on control and destruction of Earth because Sophia was his mother and he hates his mother, which seems kind of like, you know, as above, so below, there's a lot of go that going on on Earth, you know, so. Yeah, it's a huge thematic element to a lot of yeah. these things, this like misogyny mm -hmm. and hatred of the mother. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so if you read like John Lamb Lash, he talks, he goes into that theory quite a bit. And then there was another book. So that one's called Not in His Image um, by John, uh, John Lamb Lash. And then there's, you know, other theories that I read about in a book called Archons, Hidden Rulers Through the Ages, in which basically the entire solar system is like a simulation and there's a saturn moon sun matrix that controls the earth or something like that mm. and um it's funny because people think like people like david ike came up with these things and it's like no these things are thousands <laughs> of years old people believed this thousands of years before you know the modern era so um this isn't just like some weird thing that like a bunch of gamer nerds came up with or something or like it's from a video game like the these themes go back they predate christianity and it's the idea that god is evil um he created suffering he created the material realm to torture us and harvest our energy right and um then you know you get into the transhumanism thing and some people think that that has to do with like um this evil god and its adherents the elite who run our world um they want to put us like into a new simulation or to disconnect us from the earth somehow for some reason and maybe it has to do with control 
and because you know we're sovereign beings like this is this is what they say is like we have we are spiritually sovereign beings and we don't actually belong in this universe and so we're trapped here in the material realm with the goddess sophia who is gaia and we're all being tortured and harvested and so the sun the moon and saturn all play into that harvesting technology somehow and like some people think the moon is a hologram like these things i thought that the holographic moon theory was like a new thing but it's actually really old like all of these things are like really really old theories that go back to gnosticism right because i guess part of it just to sort of be a little materialist here is, is human beings trying to situate themselves in the world looking up at the sky trying to understand what these things in the sky are mm-hmm. um and always a curiosity sort of uh of like the surrounding space of earth um yeah. so it makes sense for them to explore these themes um but i just What's interesting is like the elite seem to really still believe this. They still worship this demiurge god after thousands of years. And um, regardless of whether or not this is all real or like, is this a simulation? Is this real? I don't know. I can't say. But um, regardless of whether or not like this supposed demiurge actually exists, the ruling elite really do seem to worship him. That's what's bizarre about it. I've said to other people that I feel like as a metaphor, the demiurge serves really well for the uh, use of the internet and the sort Mm -hmm. of like metaverse that they're trying to kind of create. Basically, this technology is creating a false reality on top of the one that we're already familiar with. Yeah. Um, And there's still, you know, people who they identify as Gnostics. Like I see them all over the internet. mm -hmm. Um, And they say, like, they think that we're already in a simulation. And so my question to those people would be, like, why are we, why are they trying to put us in a new one then? Are they trying to upgrade it? Are they, I don't know. um, (laughs) Yeah, it is weird, right? Yeah. And then there's, you know, one guy on YouTube who I really like his channel. He talks about the soul trap matrix, but he has, like, a video that he supposedly took of, like, the moon is, like, glitching out. And Mm -hmm. I'm just, like, okay, if that's real, that is, who knows if it's actually real, like, all of these people could just be psyops, for all I know, but. And what's very interesting is the technology increases, we are able to make these sorts of images even more readily available, and ease more easily, like, if you want to do, like, some kind of thing in Adobe Premiere, and make the moon look like it's flickering, I'm sure you could do it like yes, exactly so, so it's hard to why, say what's real anymore to be honest yeah, on the internet yeah. yeah and i think that that's kind of how the elite want it is that we can't d- tell the difference between what's real and what's fake so that maybe mm-hmm. it will be easier to sort of inculcate us into this new transhumanist simulation world they want to get us into but my question is like another question i have is like do they actually believe that we can be put into this simulation or is it just like a way of offing us or something? Yeah. I mean, it could just be like a matrix style situation. Uh, like maybe the matrix, uh, where we all just become batteries. Right. And we don't even know any better. 
Maybe that's what's happening right now. I don't know if people think that. Um, but it could be like about control, like um, that they just want to control everybody's thoughts. That could be part of it. Or, but it really makes you reassess things like movies like The Matrix because of those two directors being transgender now. It's like you realize, right. like, oh, this isn't just like a fetish or misogyny. This is really their religion. Like they believe this stuff. They worship Saturn. They make propaganda about it, about us being in a simulation. And to them, transgenderism is like a form of magic. Right. It's a form of alchemy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, I don't believe in the concept of a gendered soul. I think everybody has masculine and feminine traits. Yeah, me too. I think if anything, a soul, if it exists, is uh, probably not gendered whatsoever. Yeah. Just like kind of my belief of maybe like, if there is a God, it's definitely not a man or a woman, which is yeah, exactly. what makes sense for their their hermaphroditic version of it. But they can't imagine anything beyond the physical, I think. Yeah, um, some people think that these people who are in charge of everything that they're trapped in the material realm and they don't have mm, souls like we do. Right. And that's why they do what they do to basically keep themselves going forever because, like you and I know that when we die, we're not. It's not going to matter. We're still going to exist as spiritual beings. They, I think, they're scared of death and they want to live forever for some reason. And that might be because they don't actually have souls. Interesting. Yeah, I always wonder what, you know, we see the basic thematic elements, right? And you can sort mm -hmm. of go anywhere with them. But yeah, the immortality sort of stuff, mm -hmm. um, the fear of death, the, the fear, the hatred of mothers and uh, right. women. Um, it's, <laughs> and you can have all sorts of interpretations of that. But yeah, I do think it is part of, of their religion of, I guess what we're calling, you know, uh, I mean, there's lots of different ways you can call it, I guess, but yeah, Gnostic, or I'm sorry, sort of like satanic Gnosticism. Mm -hmm. So what yeah. would that be? How would that be different from maybe a more, because you do see like people in the, so in the conspiracy realm, you see mm -hmm. a lot of people falling into these sorts of spirituality, I think traps, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I agree. They are traps. And they um, follow these like gurus and they, you know, are, mm -hmm. are very popular people like David Icke or someone like yeah. this. And they sort of fill their heads with all of this stuff that, you know. So there's an obsession with um, like chakras and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. meditation. And I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with meditation. I think that it's probably something we should all be practicing. And I've tried, I've recently started to delve into meditation a little bit is just basically to improve my health. Right. Um, but uh, there seems to be like this obsession with all these spiritual things like you're talking about and no questioning of it, which I find to be ironic um, because it's supposed to be the truther community. <laughs> That's what they call themselves. Right. And yet they'll latch on to these ideas of like a pineal gland or um, chakras or a kundalini energy and things right. like that. It's like those, all those things could very well be real. I'm not going to say they're not, um, but I'm, you know, I'm naturally skeptical. I want to question and interrogate everything not just i don't just accept something because it's the opposite of the thing i hate right, right. 
So, um, like, for instance, like, the fact that the elite are so obsessed with gender and like gendered energies and gendered souls um and the way they implement it is so sadistic and fascistic and misogynistic right Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time it's like is everything they're saying false necessarily maybe not there might be some truth to what they're saying i think there's always an element of truth that's the con that's how a con game works like there always has to be a little bit of like oh okay that makes sense to me right yeah that sounds exactly. that sounds right okay mm-hmm. you know I yeah. had a woman I met yesterday because I've been my friend has sort of been embedded in these um like a greater reset uh group of people mm-hmm. um I don't know if you're familiar with that but yeah the truth are sort of spiritual and mm-hmm. this woman was do you are you familiar with teal swan yeah yeah i know her all too well (laughs) and i told this this person who was talking to me about it i was like i would be really careful with teal swan and she was like it she like shut me down like immediately it was really strange how she snapped Mm -hmm. at me and she was like she was like well you can separate the person from the message i'm like can you though (laughs) (laughs) and so i think what i meant to say is that these fake gurus like teal swan Mm -hmm. david ike whoever funnel these people who are otherwise like on a spiritual journey, maybe well-meaning, searching for truth into something that's just like what the elites want. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Um, So, you know, a lot of people think David Icke is like controlled opposition and it's like, you know, there's a lot of stuff to like about David Icke. He does say a lot of stuff that's true, like about how, you know, climate change is an agenda and, things like that but then there's other things he talks about that you're not so sure about like reptilians are you sure and then (laughs) you know um and then it's like some people think like he's a secret transgender and they think a lot of these people are secretly oh yeah i've heard that yeah and um and so it's like i you know i look into all possibilities there's some people who i do think are secretly transgender and others I'm just like, uh, nah, not so much. But um, definitely, they all seem to worship the gender thing. That's 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 what you. That's all you need to know. You don't need to know whether or not specific people are transgender. Some of them obviously are, but you need to ask yourself, like, why do they worship it so much? That's the question you need to be asking. So, um, you know, and some people think like a lot of our politicians are trans and. Um, that's why they're promoting it so much and you have to be trans to become famous you have to um, it, it, basically it's it's an it's a conspiracy that some people call transpocalypse or something like that um, right. just um, or the trans truther community is like they basically do trans investigations on YouTube looking into like art is this celebrity or this politician or this ruling elite family, are they trans? And um, some of it I can definitely see like how it might be true. Um, others, not so much. Like, I, I think it's just, it's getting a little too obsessive. It's like flat earth. It's like- Some of it gets really sexist too. Yeah. Like I really, idea. I really don't like some of it where I'm like, yeah. no, I'm pretty sure that's not it. I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys are kind of wrong and you gotta- but, it's like it's a weird obsession and it's like um okay let's focus on the bigger picture here like we don't need to focus on like this minutiae of a conspiracy like let's look at the bigger picture why do the elite promote this so much 
And um, there's definitely, you know, some celebrities I've looked at that I'm like, yeah, that person is definitely secretly transgender. I'm not going to say who, because I know some people will probably get offended and mad. But Let's not speculate. Uh, yeah. If you want but, to go into that realm on your own, that's yeah, fine. Exactly. If, if you've never heard of this stuff before, and right. it's piqued your interest, go for it by all right. means. I've been through well, that. I've been through that rabbit hole and back and I, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> yeah so, so um i think a lot of it does go back to sexism like you say is like it, if someone doesn't meet like a traditional uh i guess what you would call masculine or feminine physique is like they're um secretly transgender and it's like i mean i guess that could be true like i'm not i'm not gonna rule it out or anything but it's like it's not that important you know <laughs> what's important is um is like why do the elite worship a hermaphroditic god <laughs> like let's ask think they do here you know <laughs> and um and then the whole reaping and harvesting thing which is why some people think saturn is like the demiurge and um he needs this material realm to harvest our energy and we're actually souls or spirits that are trapped here in the material realm and it's like a lower frequency realm and we're kind of like just trapped in the physical realm going really quickly back to like these sort of i would call them sort of like faux spiritual communities or whatever mm -hmm. i do see a lot of also like homophobia and sexism as yeah. a result of these sorts of spiritual belief systems that they've adopted yeah. I think it's just a lot of conservative people who they've glommed on to an ideology. And so, you know, it, it's like if the elite are um, into this, um, we should be against it. But also, um, uh, I won't mention a lot of things because I know that some people will get very offended. But um, there does seem to be a promotion of LGBT that is unnatural and weird. I and agree. And, but I think what it is also is that there's a conflation and so many people yes. don't, don't recognize the conflation between uh, what I would call homosexuality, right? Mm -hmm. I, I've always said this and I will maintain it forever. There's two sexes, men and women, and there are about three sexualities. You can be gay, straight, or bisexual. That's it. And, I 100% agree with you. Yeah. And there's no, and so there's a lot of conflation with all this, like the gender spectrum and the, this well, has nothing weird. to do with gay people, in my opinion, even yeah, though I they've glommed on to gay people, because I think they, I think the gay lobby movement sort of was like running out of money. They were like, well, we got all the legal protections that we kind of wanted. And so all this mm -hmm. stuff sort of got glommed onto it. Um, well, part of it is also that I think the elite are intentionally trying to destroy the fabric of society mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and people who are maybe more conservative, working class, um, they're not necessarily bigoted people, but what they see all around them is the demoralization like you talk about. Right. And to them, it's signaling the end of empire, which it is. And then they need somebody to focus on to blame for it. And instead of blaming the elite, they want to blame just average LGBT people, probably. Right. And even then, I mean, that's the oldest trick in the book, isn't it? For yes. the, the, the elite powers to divide and conquer with 
right. you know, and on your fellow like, man, not us. Don't look over here behind the curtain. Yeah. We're not doing anything, right? It's that guy over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even just like, even though I'm against transgenderism, um, just average trans people are not really aware of what the elite are doing. They don't know what they're worshiping. They're caught in the cult. You know, they're just mm-hmm. the lower, they're on the lower rung of the ladder of the cult. They don't actually know what's going on. And so it's like, you know, there's people in my family that are identifying this way and they hate me because I'm against it. And I vocally, I vocalize my opinion about it. And then they go and post some like Freemason thing on their profile. And I'm just like, you don't know what you're posting. You don't know what you're getting into, but somebody who is like, a truther or into conspiracy theories is going to go look at that family member's profile and see what he posted and they're going to be like see see the trans people they're all into it they know they know and it's like my brother doesn't know shit you know so um it's like i don't hate my brother just because he identifies a certain way i love him very dearly but he's just caught in a cult you know and so um that's and there's right. a lot and of that's like one of the things that. that I sort of like I, I sort of had to I mean it, it's very frustrating because people who are sort of almost on the same page as like, like let's say you or me about the transgenderist issue they start mm-hmm. really hating the everyday people who are caught up right. in it and I yes there are a lot of despicable men who are murderers and rapists and yeah. you know awful but that's, you know, again, it's very dehumanizing, I think. And, and yeah. honestly, I, I, I don't have as much beef with the cult members as I do with like the cult as a whole. Right. Like, same. Yeah, I feel the same. And, and then what's, what also doesn't help is that the elite send out lots of disinfo agent, agents online so that you'll see these people who look like just average transgender people and they're identifying as hermeticists and you're like oh that that person is actually in a cult transgenderist they're not a regular transgenderist and you wouldn't know that if you were just an average person who doesn't look into um these things and doesn't understand about like disinfo agents and shells and things like that you're gonna think like oh all these transgender people are satanic evil people and it's like (laughs) my brother doesn't know shit about hermeticism. I guarantee you that he has like a crystal collection in his room. That's it. You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, sort of like so spirituality of, yeah. I mean, I have crystals too. I, I think they're pretty. I like, I like shiny rugs. Whether or not they do anything, I have no idea. People tell yeah. me they do stuff. I, I mean, I'm a lifelong skeptic too. Uh, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't think I buy this. Like yeah. just the sort of questioning, like, <laughs> Um, I mean, we used to be in the sort of like online rad femme scene and, and Mm -hmm. that scene gets really yucky too. And you're like, Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe the internet just creates these sort of like, I mean, there have been papers written about these toxic echo chambers and I didn't really used to buy that until I found myself in some of them. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay, that's true. (laughs) When you encounter the average Christian or Catholic or whatever on the street and you're not a christian you despise that religion for instance do you hate that person just because they're christian no 
Um, or same thing if like I, you know, I'm not an atheist anymore, but you know, if I'm just like encountering an atheist out in the world, like, do I hate them just because they don't believe certain things that I think I believe or no? No. Um, you have to realize like all of these ideologies have been inverted and twisted by the elite for some agenda and spread down through the population. It's like a trickle down thing. It's like people just believe these things because they're presented them mm-hmm. with no alternative and then, or the alternative is made to look stupid or bad or something. And then, um, you know, people just buy into an ideology, you know, so I don't identify as a Christian. I don't identify as an atheist or really a feminist anymore or Marxist or anything, because I realized like all of these ideologies might contain some truth, but they've all been twisted by the elite. And so I just don't identify as any kind of like ism anymore. Right. And there's some things that, you know, I still agree with some things that feminism says, like, I don't think everything about Christianity is wrong just because I'm not, or I'm not a Christian. <laughs> yeah. I don't think everything about, you know, Buddhism is wrong just because I'm not a Buddhist. Like it, it's the same thing. It's like, you have to, I think you can to a degree separate the person from the ideology. And mm. especially if it's just like an average person, if it's someone right. like Teal Swan, not so much, <laughs> or, you know, or someone like David Icke or someone like, you know, just like Hillary Clinton or, you know, um, right. Okay. I don't, I think that they're spreading their ideology with intent for mm-hmm, their mm-hmm. will, their, their purposes, their occult purposes. And, um, it's like, and then, you know, you get back to the Google logo, that's a pizza here and you have to start asking questions, you know? Did you see the news story of like, there was some kind of sex ed class and using a pizza to discuss like what you like sexually or something? Oh my God. Yeah. I just saw that like today, I think. (laughs) I was like, why is this always happening? Like, is it just Uh, a form of like mockery? Like just... (laughs) you know it, it's very weird I like i think it is yeah, um, all the coincidences are too much sometimes yeah. like, why would they do that like you could yeah. think of any why not just use like a, a pumpkin pie like there's yeah. lots of circular objects that we cut right. into slices <laughs> like, like why does it have to be That's a true. pizza <laughs> right. so i just think it's really weird and i like I like weird stuff, as you know, so it's, you know, (laughs) interesting to look at. So I really quickly going back, so there's like this kind of case study, this guy that I used to know who called himself a Marxist, uh, but he had like, uh, in the background of one of the pictures, he had like a big uh, upside down pentagram and Mm. would always talk about, you know, satanic stuff. What is the confluence of all that stuff? What do you think? Why why is... because I see, this is like a sort of guy that I see. Oh, this is a real person. Mm-hmm. And they're, I think he's sort of representative of other people in like, let's say the sort of anti-fa like situation. Because that's what he was really into like in 2020. And he would post these pictures of himself. You know, I'm a communist. He studied Marxism in school. And, oh, but I have this upside down pentagram. Like how does all of this stuff fit together, do you think? I laugh when people say that they learned about Marxism in university because they didn't. They're lying. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? 
no no university actually teaches real marxism they don't actually assign marxist texts for you to read they don't actually talk about materialism versus idealism they don't talk about dialectical materialism they don't talk about hegelianism at all period so whenever somebody says i learned about marxism in university i'm just well, like, he's no. a phd philosopher like okay, I just, well, maybe I just that, have to let a little maybe bit more that, <laughs> yeah. maybe that yes we might be able to say but even then i'm suspicious but mm -hmm. um because i just don't think that i don't think universities are set up or designed to actually teach philosophy yeah, I don't really think you need a university for, I think it just seems like a waste of money. Like if you want to study philosophy, all the books are there, mm -hmm. read, read them. But I also <laughs> just don't think, I don't think they are actually invested in really teaching what any of these readings actually say. Uh, I think that they are propaganda machines. I, that's what universities are. They will, they might present you with the idea like for instance when i was you know majoring in sociology in university they would give like a paragraph about marx in a giant 300 page textbook right mm -hmm. and the paragraph would say something like marx uh presented a philosophy that was in contradiction to capitalism and they don't once mention the word materialism first of all and sec which is an entire philosophy mm -hmm. and secondly they don't mention like what do, what do you mean <laughs> what do you mean he presented a philosophy <laughs> what do you mean like it'll just be like three sentences and so when somebody tells me they learned about marxism and in, in university look i have a degree in sociology <laughs> and they never once assigned any readings by marx or friedrich Engels or lenin or anybody like that so it just and this was a liberal university okay so when people tell me like the universities are pumping out marxist propaganda i'm just like no they aren't <laughs> and they're not they're not pumping out capitalist propaganda either that's the thing is they're pumping out um ruling class indoctrination mm -hmm. to make us all serfs under feudalism again that's right what they're doing. yes basically yes i think it, we are going to be dealing with like neo-feudalism yeah if we're and, not on some level already really yeah um <laughs> and that and that's really what i think the fourth industrial revolution is about is controlling our money and what we do with it and that and that's really what transhumanism goes back to is the control thing because saturn is a god of authority authoritarianism mm -hmm. so but also you know there's people who just want power you know, like you can't rule that out. Like it, it doesn't necessarily just go back to like this religious cult that the elite are in. I think like probably the majority um, of people who are just like running the machine for the ruling class, they just want to make money, you know? So yeah, I think the majority of them are probably just like secular materialists. Yes. Like, I don't, I don't think they yeah. and even so believe in anything. How does all that like how does Marx how does a person like become a Satanist and a Marxist and things like that? Well, I guess if you believe that Satanism is atheist, which it's not, um, yeah, you might call yourself a Marxist because Marxists are strict materialists, you know, they're historical materialists. They believe even the forces of history are a product of material forces that go all the way back to like quantum physics and shit, right? Mm. And so, um, like everything about the universe, like your consciousness is a product of the material 
And I don't believe that's true. I think we exist before the material uh, world existed. And um, I think that possibly some aspects of the material universe exist as a product of consciousness the other way around. Mm. So, you know, like for instance, all the lockdowns and things that happened, um, that was only able to be achieved through altering people's consciousness. True. Through propaganda. So if we and had they all know this, they know that that's a thing that they can use consciousness, just an magic. idea to control yeah. people. Yeah. It's a form of magic. Yeah. So, um, you know, spreading an idea like, and altering everybody's consciousness can change the material foundations of society, which is what Marx said. He said that, you know, previously philosophers had only described the world. Now we want to change it by basically overthrowing the capitalist class and creating a society by um, altering people's consciousness first through working class, um, I guess, like, they call it education. They're, ed they're educating the working class. That's how they view it. But it's really just indoctrination. Hmm. So when, when they say things like, um, I'm an atheist and... Um, the thing is, is when you talk to actual Marxists, like people who really actually know Marxist theory, they don't identify as an atheist. They think atheists are fucking stupid. So what are um, they, what would they say that they're. So the, the actual Marxists I've encountered, um, they do believe that we have spirits. Mm. Um, they just believe that consciousness follows the material rather than the other way around uh, that everything okay. is determined by um by the material uh conditions of existence essentially so you can experience spiritual degradation because your material conditions are horrible and right. i think that's true i don't think that's wrong yeah um so, you know, there's lots of things about Marxism that I still think are true, but the elite, of course, use Marxism and feminism to shape society in their way. They aren't actually Marxists. They don't give a shit about the working class. Right. They want to automate everything and make all of us obsolete so they can get rid of us, you know? Yeah. So my friend, we were talking about this, uh, like yesterday, I guess, I don't know, but or the day before, but we, we pretty much say that pure forms of like capitalism and pure forms of communism have never really existed. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, well, I would say maybe like primitive communism maybe existed the way Engels mm. describes um, in his book, uh, what's it called? The Origin of the Family, Private Property in the State. He lays out, he talks, you know, and I'm sure there's some things to criticize about that book because it was written over a hundred years ago, but um, <laughs> it's like, uh, he talks about how like we lived in, you know, basically tribes or band-like societies where everything was shared and, you know, right. it was more egalitarian. Like there was hierarchy, there were, you know, but the hierarchy was your family, you know, is like um, the elders of the clan that you might have been living in, or your, you know, your grandparents or your aunts and uncles and things like that. And so you understand that the people who are ruling you are your family, and they actually do have your best interest in mind because right. you're genetically related. Now we live in cities, and so everything's disconnected and dissociated. 
and we have these ruling elite who rule over us and we because of our psychology the way we evolved if you believe in evolution um is that we think that the people who rule over us actually care about us and they fucking don't <laughs> so <laughs> it's so like funny. so there's this tendency for people to just believe whatever they see on the news and hear the cdc say and um you know uh hillary clinton like couldn't have possibly been involved in pizzagate and she, she cares about women you know she's a woman and it's like it's just such nonsense it's like these people don't give a shit about you i think they created civilization to alter us and enslave us and right and you can sort of look back towards you know real points in history where uh let's say in england where they destroyed like the commons right mm -hmm. like yep so there are definitely points in time and i think we're also experiencing one of those points in time where they're trying to shift the yeah. paradigm a bit and trying to like sort of reorganize the already existing sort of power structure in a way to have even just i guess more control because yeah. I, I don't see because at a certain point you're like okay well you have all the money in the world what are you still doing this for mm -hmm. like it doesn't make right. any sense and so then it goes you're, back to their spiritual beliefs in the end right. is like you see bill gates and like blackrock buying up all these lands and properties to consolidate power and um it's like people like bill gates aren't even in charge they're just like the minions of the new mm -hmm. world order and they're just following like an overall agenda it's like bill gates personally has nothing to gain he you know he started a computer empire supposedly like who knows if all that's even true like, he could just be a totally you know some people think we're in an actor-based reality but that's a whole mm -hmm. other thing yeah but like um because the military invented the internet and cell phones and stuff we know that but um it's like uh and his family connections you know right. bill gates was not some just poor computer right. nerd in his garage right. <laughs> he's part of, yeah he's part of the 13 elite bloodlines um i think what was his father or grandfather a eugenicist and on the board of planned parenthood or something and um and so it's like once you realize like this is a bigger overall agenda it's not just um women's rights versus men dominating us like the planned parenthood isn't about women's rights it's about eugenics and it's about depopulation and now it seems to be about transing children yes. yeah yeah and what's ironic is well the last time i was in planned parenthood they had a chart of the male and female reproductive system it's not like they don't know what males and females are on the wall in the room i was in and then the doctor who comes in uh starts referring to my vagina as a hole oh no <laughs> yeah. what the fuck oh my god it's dehumanization this it's is all dehumanization. yes it's all dehumanization yeah. so um it's like when did we go from these latin words medical terms to this like this is crazy but anyway um that's aside from the point the point is like all these institutions that we use all around us the banks planned parenthood you know your doctor's office they're all part of this larger agenda that the elite have taken thousands of years to form mm. by basically destroying the commons like you mentioned and you know uh propping up banks and just uh consolidating power through all these industries and 
um, over time. And then, you know, you get people who are libertarians who are like, what's wrong with that? Corporations are people. And it's like, you're a dumbass. You haven't really looked into really anything. You just think. I'm sure Peter Thiel really thinks of you as a a person. (laughs) So it's like all of these people are related. Once you really look into it, there's a larger agenda going on. And I think it has to do with Saturn worship and that they're satanic Gnostics and they have an overall larger goal, which is to destroy the earth and alter humanity and put us into some kind of new system. Maybe new age is how they would, uh describe it and that's why i'm skeptical of the term new age because oh yeah then you have all the you have like blavatsky and all of those Mm -hmm. people and you know it's very nazi adjacent right right so i don't i i'm very skeptical of like new age and and what i call like faux spirituality and yeah what's funny about a lot of it is like um they're slowly revealing all of it Mm-hmm. Is like, for instance, I saw some documentary on YouTube a few years ago about how the Nazis were cross dressers and it was a more sensitive side of the Nazis. And I'm just like, could you be any more obvious with your occult programming? Because um, these people were eugenicists and they they view gender as magic. Like, <laughs> it's all related. Like, why can't you see that? But I don't know, I guess I couldn't see it for a long time. And so I don't expect everybody else to get it. But basically, I feel like something has something has to just click in your brain, where you eventually start to like, see the bigger picture, I guess, which is that we're ruled by occult Nazis, I guess. Basically, that's been my yeah. theory. Yes. <laughs> but they love- I, I, they love the gender stuff. They love cutting up body parts and experimenting. Yes. So I've seen some theories online about how um, possibly the transgenders and the just the fact that they're all like related, right, has to do with um, because they don't have souls like we do, they need to basically breed within the same families to keep themselves in the realm that we're in because they can't exist outside this realm or something. I think if they did exist outside this realm, and if there is a heaven or a hell, they'd be in hell. But I think we're kind of already in hell because the earth may have been like really nice at one point. Like I'm not ruling that out. Maybe earth was like a nice place to live. And it's still nice in a lot of ways. You know, I go hiking all the time and look at the scenery and you know nature's beautiful right but then there's the darker elements to it is like um it's hard to live without civilization right if you especially if you if you've lost that knowledge of how to survive and um and i think the elite have purposely designed us to be that way uh like we've lost all of this information on purpose they've stripped it from us like how they destroyed so many ancient gnostic texts they destroyed many of jesus's original teachings and probably because he talks about the demiurge (laughs) is probably one of the reasons why and um i don't personally identify as a christian but i agree with um christian some Christian Gnostic ideas 
which is that knowledge is primary and knowing yourself and that we all have like maybe a divine spark inside of us and um, that we should be try to be Christ-like. That's what I think. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I go back and forth. I, I call myself a Christian. Um, I think it has more to do with my personal psychology and all of the grief mm -hmm. I've been through in the past since 2016, I think is maybe when the world ended. <laughs> uh, did, I mean, did you personally feel like a sort of weird cosmic shift around 2016? I ask people this all the time. I wonder how you feel uh, about that I'm year. I'm not really sure, but that's when I started delving into spirituality because I had become a radical feminist and there is a whole offshoot of radical feminism uh, that involves feminist spirituality. Mm -hmm. And so I started looking into that because I've, one, I've always been interested in spirituality, even when I was like, a, um, I, I considered myself an evangelical Christian when I was a kid. Um, that's what I was raised as. And I was a Christian up until I was maybe like 19 or 20 years old. And, um, then I became an atheist for a few years, but I, once right I, and everyone's on a spiritual journey and everyone yeah. has the right and choice to dabble mm -hmm. in whatever they you know at the time is interesting yeah. to them like i and i you don't have to i mean people who have really really strong beliefs i'm always fascinated by because i just don't know how yeah. they maintain them to be honest <laughs> I i've just, always i've always questioned everything about my beliefs even when i was a christian like mm -hmm. i was always in a in sort of a doubting phase and even when I was baptized, like I doubt, I doubted it. Like I just had this feeling in my heart, like, oh, something's wrong with this. This doesn't feel right. Something about Christianity does not feel right to me. I, and I realized later it's because I was being coerced by my family and by the church to make a soul contract with an entity that I knew nothing about. And mm. so I don't believe in making soul contracts with any entity. I don't believe a good God would send in somebody to force you by coercion because that's what christianity uh promotes is salvation through coercion if you don't accept jesus you will burn in hell that is coercion right and so i don't think a good god would send in somebody to do that to us i don't think we would be coerced into making soul contracts just so this god can get more worshipers if that were a good god and so I think pro I subscribe more to the idea that like, if there is a God, um, it's probably more like that monad concept, like the Gnostics believe is like, just like a source of energy that sort of created everything. Yeah, like, mm -hmm. a, it, it's like a divine source or whatever they might call it. And I don't believe that it would force us to become part of it, or to worship it. Um, I think we're sovereign beings, spiritually speaking, and we have a right to revoke consent. So if you've already made that contract, I would highly recommend that you revoke consent. <laughs> but that's just my recommendation. Um, you, I, I believe in the concept of being Christ-like, which is saving yourself. I don't think anybody can yes. save us. And, you know, there was so much, like, um, confusion around the 2016 election about um, people like thinking it was the end of the world because we're living under fascism now. And it's like, Oh, that, yeah, that's not what I, yeah. I didn't feel like that. I thought all of that was very silly. Yeah. I was like, how can you even believe that this is a show you're watching a show? Yeah. Like, it's not real. <laughs>
that is exactly the reaction that I had to the 2016 election mm-hmm. was realizing like, this is a joke. This is, they're mocking <laughs> us to have these right. two candidates against each other. They're just so ridiculous that, and it's like, look, I was a feminist at the time. And ideally it would have been nice to have a female president for once, maybe, you know, and, uh, but she's a fucking warmongerer. Yes. And then when you really look into the Pizzagate thing, you fully understand like this woman is pure evil. She is a disgusting psychopath. Yeah. And um, then the, you know, of course, r- having her run against Trump was just like a joke. It was like a reality actor, a, re- a reality TV actor. Right. <laughs> Because this is an actor-based reality. Which is is also the, you know, speaking of which, the Ukrainian president is a reality show actor. I don't know how anyone takes anything seriously anymore. I know. know. (laughs) But that was like one of my pivotal um, awakening moments was like the 2016 election of like, oh my God, like this this can't be real. They've already chosen the, the quote unquote leader and he's not even a leader. Like he's just a puppet. And if it was Clinton, it would be the same thing. She would just be a puppet. And so it would, um, I, and I, I think purposefully that, did not put Bernie in that race because he would yeah. have won. And I, I think, think that, he has as much as criticism as I have of Bernie Sanders. I think yeah. he has a little bit more integrity than those two. And At also, least. I think a lot of it was to elicit emotion from people. Oh, um, yeah. People were the, crying. They were sobbing. Yeah. When um, Hillary didn't win. They were, there are those famous videos of people yeah. like, uh, like, why when, are you so invested in this? <laughs> when um, when um, Obama got elected, I guess, for the second time, one of my uh, friends from high school made a post online about how all of San Diego, you could hear them cheering, like the entire town of San, it was just like one big cheer once that election was announced. And I was, I was, I'm just thinking back to it now. And I'm like, that is clearly like an energy harvest. Like the elite, I mean, you can say whatever you want about archons and the demiurge and the harvesting thing. And this might be a simulation, but um, I really do believe that they are trying to get emotional reactions out of us. And also they try to gauge our psychology and in so that they can control it in different ways. Like for instance, um, I remember in the nineties, there was like the cat or was that the eighties, the cabbage patch thing, cabbage, the patch, cabbage patch kids. kids. <laughs> it's like, nobody would have cared about cabbage patch kids if it hadn't been promoted on the news as the latest toy that everybody was running out to get. Right. And then tickle me Elmo. Everybody yeah. Was, yeah. Same with tickle me Elmo. And you, you saw that everybody was trampling each other. And it's like, you can't see that this is like a total psyop. <laughs> Like, uh, and it's the same thing with Y2K is like, oh my goodness, <laughs> Y2K was just like the biggest psyop ever. Like if you want proof of a psyop, there you go. Like it's ridiculous and nothing happened. No. And it's the same thing with all of the other, you know, flus that we have had, SARS and uh, the avian flu. What was there? Like, uh, how many other flus were there? I don't Big know. Swine flu. Yeah, swine flu. And and yeah. and then I feel like those were kind of just like them testing the waters, you yes. know, to see what would happen. 
if they actually, and they've planned this decades in advance. It's like, come on, you, you think that all these people who are related aren't going to work together to conquer all this stuff and <laughs> consolidate their money and their power to control us? You think that you, you think that's not a possibility? It's pretty silly to think otherwise, in my opinion. And um, then once you realize, like, they're all related, you can see how they all have the same ideology, which is that they're all satanic Gnostics. So and one more time for the people in the back. What, do, what are we defining satanic Gnosticism as? I would say it's a Saturnian cult. Okay. That's my opinion. Um, there are people I've seen around even radical feminists online that I've seen who they identify as Satanists. And yeah, I've seen that too. <laughs> some of them I think are psyops. I think they're disinfo agents, but there's other ones who I think are genuine people and they worship like Baphomet and things like that. And I don't think Baphomet is the same God as Saturn necessarily, but it might be. Yeah, I don't think but, so either. Um, uh, I think then, Baphomet's more of a, a lesser being. Once you realize, like, um, yeah. Saturn ate his own children, you can see why the elite are obsessed with child sacrifice and things like that and um, promoting, like, child sexuality and all the media and brainwashing us into, think that into thinking children are sexy. Yeah, did and, you see all, any of that Disney controversy recently? No, what happened? Well... I mean, first of all, as we know, Disney World down there in Florida has a lot of problems with sex trafficking and things like this. And mm -hmm. there was a story that came about, out about that not too long ago. And then like maybe a week or so later, there was this leaked uh, video of like the executives and, and people who work for Disney talking about how they want to make more inclusive content and like mm -hmm. feature more you know, quote unquote, queer characters. And this is why I have, I really need to make things clear for people. Queer bullshit has nothing to do with homosexuals, okay? It might seem like it does because a lot of these people have been brainwashed into the queer cult, okay? And a lot of them happen to also be homosexual, but it it's not the same thing. And in fact, it is an erasure of what I would call homosexuality or heterosexuality. Like, it it's ridiculous. To, I agree. Yeah. And, um, but so Disney was like, we want to make more stuff that's queer. <laughs> like that was okay. the whole, I have to send you some of those videos just because mm -hmm. Walter himself, Walt Disney was a fascist, uh, yeah. <laughs> tyrannical piece of shit. I, I hate the obsession with Disney and I see it as definitely an extension of the CIA, uh, mm -hmm. a way to infantilize people. Because really, I, I think about this question all the time. How do you make a society that's, you know, like somewhat literate can read so stupid? Because mm -hmm. at the turn of the century in America, like people were, you know, literacy was very high and people were very involved in their local political scenes. Um, and so how do, you, how do you diminish that? Well, you, you infantilize them and, and you make them addicted to this entertainment, right? Um, and Disney, I think, is one of the most insidious of all of the uh, producers of, of, of modern entertainment. And, and Disney himself, I mean, one of my favorite stories of Disney, really quickly, is that he would not allow anyone else in the studio to have facial hair. Yeah, I've heard about that. 
that was just one thing that I read that I was like, what? what Very bizarre. That? Yeah. And if you worked at the park, you weren't allowed to have a beard or facial hair. It was about like being eternally youthful. Yeah. And so he was supposed to be their daddy or whatever. It was, it's very oh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, creepy. well, no, but like it was a family, right? He, he described it as a, a family and creepy. he was sort of the patriarchal figure. Of, Sounds like uh, a cult to me. Doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. And anyone that would go against him, he, you know, would basically call them a communist, which is funny. That uh, is funny. Considering, <laughs> considering what we're dealing with now. Yeah. Um, cause I just, like I said, I don't think there's any, there's no form that's really been real communism. Like I just don't, I don't think. I agree with that. Um, I don't think Mao yeah. was, was being, I don't think that was what Mao's goals were. Like, <laughs> yeah, you there's know? some really interesting articles on a website. Um, and I am not affiliated with this website, so I don't want anybody, if anybody from that website sees this, I'm not saying I'm affiliated with you, but there's a website <laughs> called leftlockdownskeptics.org, I think, or .com. Mm. And they have several articles on there about how cultural, the cultural revolution under Maoism led to what we're seeing today. Yes. So the left is very much, some people on the left anyway, who are true leftists, in my opinion, are very much criticizing what's going on. And, um, and you have to send me some of that. That sounds really and it yeah, sounds like something wise, I've also thought of, you know, <laughs> independently. So yeah. someone confirming that would be. And great. they've also had radical feminists right on that website, um, mm -hmm. which I found to be really awesome. Uh, so they're very open to multiple perspectives on there, even spiritual perspectives. I've seen um, they published an article from a professor at my university who he's very spiritual. I got in contact with him after seeing his article. Um, so they 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 um, publish people with multiple different perspectives on there. And so, yeah, you might want to look into their website and maybe think about uh, seeing, like, I think you would be someone who would write, like, great articles for a website like that. But to try to explain to people, how do you see the parallels between you know, what we call transhumanism and satanic Gnosticism. So just to, I guess, to break it down to its sim simplest uh, elements is that this is not purely a sort of natural thing that's just happening in society because technology is advancing and we have, you know, LGBT rights now, because that's how most people view it. This is a coherent ideology that has existed for thousands of years. It predates Christianity and Judaism. And um, the core tenets of their beliefs are, one, they worship Saturn. Saturn is their god, or Kronos. He goes by multiple names. Um, he ate his children, which is why the elite possibly might be involved in child sacrifice. Um, and this is a god of harvest, meaning that they want to reset society, and they've done it probably hundreds of times all over the world, and they are consolidating their power to inculcate us into a new transhumanist system because their god, Saturn or Kronos, is a god of technology and authoritarianism. 
So it, it doesn't just go back to money, although there's a lot of money to be made through all of it, um, like crypto and things like that. Um, this God wants control. Um, and it goes into that in that book I talked about, Cults of the Black Cube. Um, it talks about how Saturn is actually a god of chaos. And because of that, uh, I guess, kind of chaotic energy, he wants control over everything. And also, um, so those are sort of the core tenets of, of the Saturn cult. Um, now, I don't think all Saturnian cultists are part of the elite. Mm. I think there are some who maybe they want to be part of the elite or they've just basically delved into the topic on their own and they've decided that they identify with this god for some reason um such as maybe the person who wrote the book that i'm describing um but he could be part of the elite who knows but um and then they put their propaganda everywhere to make us complicit because one of their core beliefs they believe in natural law is that they require our consent if we don't do anything say anything speak up about what they do they view it as passive consent and therefore they don't get bad karma now mm -hmm. my question is if they don't believe if they don't have souls they might have souls who knows why why do they believe in karma i don't really know um i can't really say for certain what the whole thing is regarding that but um, mainly the predictive propaganda in all the movies and shows is to make us complicit and also to brainwash us to think all of it's normal. So, yeah. you know, like for instance, recently I watched Loki, the series Loki on Disney Plus, and I watched WandaVision on uh, Disney Plus, and I watched, um, basi basically I went through and watched all of the Avengers movies on Disney Plus, and I realized like there is a steady stream of Saturn propaganda in all of those shows and movies. Um, yep. The cube is everywhere. And it, there's tons of stuff about time travel because Saturn is a god of time and harvest. So, um, and uh, stuff about um, like alternate realities, which I find to be fascinating because it's like, are they telling us something about our reality? Maybe like we've been on a different timeline that we're not supposed to be on and things like that. I always find those topics to be fascinating. Um, I don't necessarily believe one way or the other. I just like to look at the information, so. Right, and I think it's easy to observe and then mm -hmm. say, well, why would they include all of this stuff in all of this media yeah. then? right why you know ask the questions and go the black sexuality thing and um because in the bible it says that heaven and hell are cubes black and white cubes by the way um, what's interesting is that in you know when you look into these ancient archetypes um with the duality stuff um Black and white aren't necessarily conceptualized as good and evil. Um, they're seen as containing both. And so the duality is like, like for instance, the yin yang symbol, you'll see like a black dot in the white section and a white dot in the black section, because this goes back to the ancient archetypal belief in most cultures spanning back thousands of years is that there are these female that these masculine and feminine energies but we all contain both to some degree 
So men continue contain men will men even though they embody the masculine energy, they they do have some feminine traits, and women even though they embody the feminine energy do have some masculine traits. So that would that goes back and and so it's like why why suddenly do we see like um like hundreds of years ago instead of thousands of years ago we see like during the witch trials like we see this conceptualization of you know the darkness is associated with the feminine which has always been a thing but then we're we're seeing like it's associated with evil and wit and you know these women are demonic they're witches we need to burn them at the stake and get rid of them because they worship satan blah 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 and so then we see like the Catholic church is basically trying to erase the meaning of the duality that we've seen in all these ancient cultures. And I think it's because they want to keep certain knowledge from us. I don't think they want to, they want to invert everything. First of all, it has to do with inversion is like twisting it. So it means the opposite of what it is. Like they do that a lot with our language. And then um, so I guess like woman doesn't actually mean woman anymore. It just means a man. So, right. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same old tactics that they've been using for thousands of years to mm. basically transform the world. Like there, it, it's not just about like oppression and oppressing people and things. It's, they want to transform the world into being the opposite of what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, really quickly also, before we go, um, what, how would you define the divine androgyne? So the divine androgyne is basically a mixture of the feminine and masculine. It's like some kind of deity that, um, it's in, apparently it's in a lot of different cultures. It's in Chinese culture. It's in Native American culture. It's in, um, and even in a way, it kind of presents itself in the Trinity, because mm. um, some people think like the Holy Ghost is actually the divine feminine. That's just something the Catholic Church has erased erased over time, is like the the divine feminine aspect of Christianity is like we have a male and a female God and goddess, and they created you know their son Jesus or whatever, and. Um, so you see like there's these there's like this weird obsession or with duality in most religions is like um you see like this uh sort of um i guess you would call it worship of divine masculine and worship of divine feminine usually in the form of a god and a goddess but in for some reason in a lot of these religions they have and again i'm not an expert in religious studies or anything um they have like gods that embody both energies and um present themselves as like androgynous when they're in the, in the material realm so they're hermaphrodites so um like saturn is supposedly a hermaphrodite um hermes and Af aphrodite are hermaphrodites like i thought that they were male and female gods but apparently they're hermaphrodites too and then um so it's really just representing the combination of the the two uh, mm -hmm. energies of masculine yeah. and feminine. And okay. I can't really wrap my head around whether or not I think that's good or bad. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, because I, to a degree, again, it's like we're talking about like there's some truth to it. It's like, 
um, if there were, you know, if there is some kind of divine creator being, why would it have a specific gender? Wouldn't it be a mixture of all those traits? Um, because it's a creator being, you know, <laughs> it created everything. Yeah. But, um, uh, so maybe it's sort know. of an inversion of it. It's like trying to, Im it's like a facsimile, like a cheap yeah. imitation. Of, That's what I think, yeah. Um, I think, source, yeah. I think it's like a twisting, an inversion of something that's true. So, and, and I actually made a video about that a long time ago. I called it false duality. And it's not, a, I erased my channel, by the way, so I don't have a channel anymore. But I made like a 20 minute video about that, about how the elite takes something true, which is that we all have masculine and feminine traits within us, regardless of the body that we're in, we're all just spirits, right? And so um, a lot of people got mad at me for that video, by the way, which I'm really proud of. The, the God thing, um, I feel like, you know, if there is a God, it would probably just be an androgynous being. It wouldn't have a sex, right? Right. Sex is just something that's required to reproduce in the physical realm. It, yeah, it I don't think souls have sexes either. Yeah. I think that's sort of the whole idea of like, mm -hmm. it is, it's a twisting of, okay, so like the non-binary people, like mm -hmm. that's a whole twisting of that kind of notion yeah. where something spiritual doesn't even have a sex, right? Because it's a yeah. physical thing versus a spiritual thing. And right. Yeah. That's another reason why I don't really identify as a feminist specifically anymore is because if we're to believe we all have souls, which is what I believe, or spirits, whatever you want to call it, um, some kind of divine energy source that's within you, divine spark, mm -hmm. why would it be gendered? I don't think it is. And so <laughs> if we're all placed inside of a physical body when we're born, and I don't necessarily think we choose which body we're given, we might, we that might be the case, but I don't think so. I think we're coerced it into coming back here when we're reincarnated. That's my personal belief. Um, I don't depends think on what you read. Yeah. It yeah depends I don't on think which anybody is born evil just because they're male or born a certain way to have like certain, uh, you know, I guess preferences just because they're male or female. Um, so I think we all just have an ungen, like a non-gendered soul and we're just placed into these bodies and we're, you know, we have to deal with what we have to deal with in this life. That's how I view it. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. No problem. And it was fun. And it, if anybody wants to talk about it again, I'm all up for it. And, um, uh, there, I was doing book, I was doing like readings on my channel, uh, live streams. So the books I was reading, if anybody wants to read them, one is the Kybalion, um, which is their hermetic text. If you want to understand what the elite actually believe about gender, then go read that. Um, I'm not promoting any of the ideas in it. I'm just saying this is what they believe. Another one is called Archons, Hidden Rulers Through the Ages, and it's basically just sort of a survey of all the different types of Gnosticism. And um, then the other book is basically the beliefs of the ruling elite. It's called Cult of the Black Cube, a Saturnian grimoire. And all of these things can be found online for free. Great. Excellent. Yeah,
Awesome. And another one you might want to look into getting is the John Lamb Lash book because he talks about the Sophia conspiracy. And also that goes back to the transhumanism is how um, they all seem to be naming the robots Sophia. And a lot of these transgender oh, yeah. people name themselves Sophia. I've met some of these people. Wow. And I'm like, this is interesting that they all seem to share these really Gnostic hermeticist um, sort of cultural signifiers, I guess you could call them. Mm. <laughs> um, so yeah, look into that stuff.